Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the recommendations for the Recently Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Carson Hall, the college and career pastor here at Maysville Baptist Church. I'm so thankful you tuned in today for our recommendations to help you grow in your walk with the Lord, and I pray they benefit you greatly. Hey everyone, it's Carson Hall, your college and career pastor here at Maysville Baptist Church and the host of the Recommendations for the Recently Redeemed podcast. I am so excited for this episode today and I am joined by a good friend of mine, Pastor Brandon Black. He is the education pastor and the associate pastor here at Maysville Baptist Church and I'm so thankful that you were willing to join us for the podcast today. Thank you. I'm uh, enjoying or grateful for the opportunity to be with you, brother. I think it's going to be good. Uh, so, Brandon, do you want to take just a few minutes and just describe what you do here at the church? Yes, sir. So uh, I'm blessed to serve as the education pastor. And uh, as you said, I, I have had the opportunity of serving in that role uh, now uh, since April. Lord bless mm. us, come on in April. And uh, the privilege of uh, coming alongside our small group leaders our uh, and, and various other folks in the ministry here to uh, coordinate and ensure uh, that uh, every aspect of uh, the curriculum and uh, classes and all that's offered here on Maysville, uh, here at Maysville, uh, and during our classes uh, is doctrinally sound and uh, in keeping uh, with the Word of God. You know, that's our mm. heart and prayer is that all that we do uh, glorifies and, and honors the Lord. And so, Very true. We're, we're blessed with a, a great number of folks serving in ministry and a, and a great number of folks that uh, are teaching our classes, mm. and it's, it's a blessing to, to come alongside them and to help equip and encourage them right. uh, as we uh, teach and, and help others grow in their faith. Mm. We have a phenomenal team all the way around, every way you look at it. So in our kind of layout of the podcast, for any new listeners, I send these questions to all the pastors and church leaders I have on, and it's for their recommendations on two books of the Bible and one spiritual book they would recommend to a new Christian in the first one to two years of their Christian faith. So, Brother Brandon, what would be your first book of the Bible you would recommend for a new Christian? This is likely a pretty popular opinion, but one of the first books that I recommend any new believer start with is the Gospel of John. Mm. And so, um, again, any of the as, as you read with any of the Gospels, it's a tremendous starting point yes. for a new believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that uh, I think the Gospel of John is such a great uh, starting point is just the the format in which it's presented. Right. Uh, s- several of the other Gospels begin with, uh, and we're accustomed to the account of the birth of Christ mm-hmm. and how God became flesh, came here. Uh, uh, took on flesh here and came to the earth uh, to carry out his ministry and the plan of redemption for us. Right. And so uh, where uh, Matthew and Luke begin with that, Mark begins with um, John the Baptist proclaiming the coming mm-hmm. of the Messiah. Uh, John begins not with him coming to earth, but with a, a tremendous chapter on his deity, right. the word becoming flesh. Mm. Mm-hmm. And how uh, the Son of God, in all of His glory, chose to take on flesh uh, and to come here and to uh, essentially lay His life down for ours. Yeah. And so, throughout the Book of John, uh, it's a very, um, it's a very straightforward uh, presentation of the life and ministry of Christ. Mm. 
So it begins with uh, the Word becoming flesh and, and the fact that Christ has existed for all eternity uh, with our Heavenly Father. It describes his, his right. uh, who he is yeah. and how uh, he chose for you and I to, to, to come here. Mm. And uh, it begins with the beginning of his ministry. And then uh, through the the public ministry and mm. how he ministered to so many others, uh, the Gospel of John, John just continues to follow the ministry of Christ and how he influenced and affected the lives of so many uh, in um, really reaching them where they were right. and, and loving uh, the the sinners where they were uh, and and um, a number of different areas in which he ministered yeah, and then concludes that's the first half of the book through probably about chapter 11 mm. or so. Mm-hmm. And then from chapter 12 forward, it, it, it shifts focus and begins focusing, focusing on the final week of uh, Christ's ministry and life, the right. week leading up to Calvary yeah, and his death at burial and resurrection. Yeah. I can't, you know, I think that's a great place to start. I think one of the fundamentals that, as a new Christian, is a great place to start learning is who Jesus is Amen. and what he did. And I think that's a great, I love the recommendation of John just because it's so important that we understand who Jesus is and follow him from the beginning of his ministry through to the end when he paid the ultimate price for our sins. Amen. And I think that's a great place for a new believer to start. There's so many, you know, great pieces of the book of John. I mean, I know everybody in listening to the podcast probably has heard John 3.16 before. Yes. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And, you know, we think about that as Christians that have been in the faith a long time. It's like, oh, it's just John 3.16. It's, you know, we don't think about it for the full context of what it is and the importance of that verse and the verses that coincide with it in that chapter. And absolutely, I think it's so important for a new believer to not fall into that trap. Like everybody's like, oh, John 3.16, you quote it out. But for a new believer reading that verse and saying, whoa, God gave his only son for me. And I'm sure you can attest to this. As a father, when you have a kid, it's like, okay, that verse kind of changes for you. You're like, hold on. Absolutely. You know, it's like I wouldn't give my daughter for anyone. And just like I'm sure you wouldn't give any of your children for anyone. Can you imagine that would be the the most difficult decision, knowing that – by the loss of your child's life or, or laying down your child's life that it could save others, mm. um, that would be an impossible decision. Yeah. I mean, as a father, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know that I could make that decision. Right. Uh, I'm so grateful that our Heavenly Father did. Yes. And um, as you said, uh, in while John 3.16 is, is often quoted and so well known and, mm-hmm. and many people uh, in the world who don't know other aspects of the Word of God right. will recognize that verse. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so often um, we have had the privilege of God's word hmm. um, in our culture to an extent that um, it, we the culture kind of loses sight of the the relevance and the importance of that because right. that is a powerful it is the gospel in a in a very um, concise and straightforward statement. That, yeah, uh, that verse in itself is the gospel um, presented. 
And so throughout the book of John, Christ's life, his death, but then more importantly, his burial and resurrection, mm. when, he, when he rose uh, victorious, um, that is the gospel. And yeah. it's, it's powerful. It's life-changing. Yeah. But to your point, all of that hinged on a heavenly father mm. that loved you and I so much in our sinful state, in our condition, when we did not know who he was or did not fully understand our need for him, mm. he was making provision for that need. Yeah. And what an incredible, oh, that's an incredible a, love. It's amazing. And I think that's a very, you know, interwoven point of the book of John is just seeing the immense love of our God through the life of Christ and what he did for us. So I think that's a great place to start. So started in... And, oh, well, and, and, yeah. well, and with the Gospel of John, uh, talking about that story of love, it's kind of incredible that even in the penman that God used to, mm. to write this Gospel in John, the transforming power of Christ in, in an individual's life is even evident in the life of John. Yeah. I mean, John, when we read in other accounts in the Gospel... Uh, John and his brother James were the sons of Zebedee, mm-hmm. and they had a nickname. Do you recall what the nickname was? The Sons, of, sons Thunder? of Thunder. Yeah. Sons of Thunder. Yeah. These guys were, they were, um, when they first began to follow after Christ, they had the right idea, they had the right mind or heart and wanted to follow him, but they were kind of rough around the edges. Yeah. These guys were, uh, and as, as any new believer, when we first begin to uh, follow after Christ and begin to um, when we receive Christ as our Savior uh, and begin to live for Christ, uh, it's a it's a process of growth. It's a relationship and yeah. an ongoing process of growth. And we see the incredible thing is um, hearing in some of the other Gospels and reading um, the actions and words of John in his younger days as he first began to serve mm. Christ, and reading these words of a seasoned saint yeah. with uh, whose tempered by love mm. and patience and grace, uh, you see the transforming work of oh, Christ. It's in, a great, in his it's life. a great picture that's painted through the text. It's it's a great picture of, Amen. you know, how Jesus can transform. Amen. So, and I'm thankful he can. Amen. Me too, brother. So started off in John. Yes. What would be your second book of the Bible you would recommend in that first one to two years of a Christian's faith? So a second book that uh, I think is uh, can even serve as a daily, um, yeah. and, and a lot of people will probably share this, but the Psalms. Yeah. Psalms are uh, a tremendous way of uh, a, a time of devotion mm. to, to go into the Word and to read a, a passage and to meditate and reflect on that passage. Yeah. And for the recently redeemed, for someone that's not familiar, psalms are a collection of songs or poems mm. um, or prayers, songs or prayers uh, that were written by various authors and compiled uh, that God brought together in his word, yeah. many of which were written by King David. Mm. And through these writings, especially for the ones written by King David, we see his heart. Now, the incredible thing about this is um, God, in, in two different places in his word, in, both in 1 Samuel and in the book of Acts, God referred to David as a man after his own heart. Mm. And he described him as being uh, someone who reflected his heart. Right. But we see in the book of Psalms, David lays his heart very bare before the Lord. He opens up to the Lord mm-hmm. and trusts the Lord and and 
cries out to him in times of joy, mm. in times of you know deep um, loss and heartbreak, in times where he's confused, in times, literally in every season of his life, David, um, he he brought it to the Lord. He came yeah. before the Lord, and so we see intimate prayers and intimate songs sang to the Lord, uh, praising him and intimate prayers when he was defeated or discouraged or in need of the Lord's help. Right. And it's like having a, um, I don't want to say a, a, a private, uh, a, a view of a very private session between him and the Lord, but it, it, it mirrors and reflects mm. our own lives yeah. as we face so many of the things that the psalmist uh, face, right? Um, we see the answer to that in in crying out into the Lord, mm. and so I think it's a, a tremendous place for a new believer to begin um, reading through the Word to to realize and understand and know that this walk with the Lord that that we have began, um, others are are experiencing those same mm. circumstances and same. Uh, highs and lows and challenges and right. all, all that's involved, but the constant is our Heavenly Father mm. and His desire and, and His longing for us right. to um, daily walk with Him, to communicate with Him, yeah. and to experience all of this with Him and through Him. Mm. I love it because Psalms is so applicable. Oh, to so many circumstances. And I don't know, like, I, I love reading through the Psalms. And uh, for everybody listening, we have a Faith Bible Institute here at the church. And it's a chronological study of the Bible. And basically, it takes you from the first book written to the last book written. And it's so interesting. Last semester, we studied through first and second Samuel and all of those books and Proverbs and Psalms at the same time. And you're like, okay, you're seeing what's going on in Samuel, first, second Samuel, and all through those. Yes. You're watching the life of David and its progression, and then you come over here to Psalms, and you're like, okay, this is the psalm. This is basically the prayer or song David was singing to God. While this was happening over here in another place in the Old Testament, and it's such a, I love going back and paralleling those two places in Scripture. To basically, it's like, what was David praying while this was going on? You jump over to the Psalms, and it's like, boom, that's what he was saying. This is what he was experiencing, yeah. And this is how his heart is is processing that, and how he's crying out to God and depending upon God during that season of his life, right. And so, yeah, that it, it, the the correlation is tremendous, and and through the life of David, and then getting that insight to um, not only as you describe what he experienced, yeah, but how his heart uh, responded to that, and how he continually came back to the Lord. Mm. And the thing I love about it, in, in the Bible, when it says that David is a man after God's own heart. Um, God God knew David's heart, mm. and I'm grateful because we see throughout David's life. This was not a perfect man. David was not, uh, just as all of us are imperfect, um, imperfect individuals who the Lord is doing a work in our hearts and lives, David is the exact same. Yeah. And yet his heart was continually um, with the Lord. So, Mm. um, yeah, I think that's a great, 
yeah. a, a great correlation between both the events of his life and then the uh, response of his heart to those events. No, it's, yeah, I, that's something I like to do because so often you hear that phrase, David was a man after God's own heart, and you're like, whoa, how, yeah. how can I ever do that? And then you go and read what David lived through, and you're like, hold on. This man after God's own heart, he struggled. He messed up. But he was still a man after God's own heart, and it makes it more, it makes it real for us as Christians when we go through times where we may struggle, where we may fall to temptation. Yes. Knowing that God still loves us. Yes. Just as he loved David through those situations. And I think it's a phenomenal place to go as a new Christian just because as a new Christian, you're going to mess up. As a seasoned Christian, guess what? You're going to mess up. That's right. But seeing how God loved the man he said was a man after his own heart, even after he messed up, is very encouraging for a new Christian, I feel, because it's like, David, man after God's own heart, he messed up just like I'm going to mess up. Amen. But the heart in what you do after you mess up, as we see through David's life and through the Psalms and how he constantly went back and surrender to the Lord fully, I think that's a great, great recommendation of where to start. Amen. So, and I love the progression. I love Old Testament and New Testament. You're, you're, hitting, the, you're hitting the great divide, if you will, <laughs> by doing that. So start, would you say start in John and then work to Psalms? Or would you say either of those two, good place to start? I think I would start with John. Okay. I, I would begin with John mm-hmm. and begin with the New Testament and begin with uh, Christ and, and right. his his work and uh, make their way, uh, essentially make your way through the Gospels. That's mm-hmm. where I would begin. Yeah. But I'd start with John. Uh, but Psalms as a... Um, as a complimentary mm-hmm. devotion. Almost, um, hey, read this chapter of John and read this in, in Psalms at the same time yes. to coincide. Yeah, yeah, and, and kind of utilize that as a, um, as a place in point for uh, devotion and, uh, and a time of prayer. Because many of these are, are so- either, again, either Psalms yeah. praising the Lord or prayers to Him. And so as we read through the Word in, in John, uh, certainly coming alongside and yeah. doing a devotion with one of the Psalms, I think is a great approach for a yeah. new believer. I love that. I love that. Because I think also too often you have somebody that's a new believer, they're like, oh, I read my one chapter for the day. Right. Or I read, you know, I got my, you know, you version verse of the day. I read my scripture for the day. And how it's also important, like, you can read more than just one chapter of the Bible a day. You right. can read in different areas. You can read Old Testament, New Testament. You can switch it up. But I do think a good study through with some supplementary scripture. So study through John yes, and read Psalms as you go through. Yes, I sir. think that's a great way to start. So start in John. Yes, Supplement with Psalms. What uh, what spiritual book would you recommend to go with those recommendations? So I I've got one recommendation that I want to make in advance. It's it's two recommendations, but they're very closely connected. Right. And so uh, one recommendation that I would like to share, 
uh, many of our listeners will be um, maybe members of mm. of Maysville Baptist. Yes. Many may not. We'll have listeners uh, from across the world right. who may or may not be a part of the body of Christ here at Maysville. And so uh, one recommendation that I have that many of our folks may be aware of or may not, our pastor has written a resource for new believers that is a, a, a tremendous starting point for someone who has, has come to know Christ. Yes. Pastor Shane Robertson, uh, our pastor here at Maysville Baptist, mm. uh, has written a resource entitled My First Week, A Guide for New Believers. Yes. And it's a booklet that's available here at the church. You can contact us at maysvillebaptist.net mm-hmm. uh, and uh, request this resource if you'd like. Um, but it's a, it's a great um, starting point. It yes. serves as for the first week uh, of a new believer or at any point, whether... Mm-hmm. Whether someone's a new believer that uh, is coming across this resource and has um, come to know Christ a number of months ago, whatever the case may be, but um, it's, it breaks it up into um, digestible days, essentially, for you to focus on a different aspect of your new walk with Christ. Right. And so, for instance, day one being assurance, how we can know where we'll spend eternity. Mm. And the Word of God is very clear in reference to that. So that's a, a, a tremendous aspect of... Um, first of all, knowing the decision that we have made in reference to Christ and the relationship that we've started with him and the assurance that brings us as a believer. Right. Um, second, baptism. Mm-hmm. So the, the next step is following in believer's baptism. Why do, we, why do we follow in believer's baptism? What does that truly mean? Right. And so um, third, church attendance. Coming together as a body of Christ is so important mm-hmm. for a number of different reasons. We're, we're commanded to assemble ourselves together and to worship together. But not only uh, is it a command, but it's a privilege, and it's, it is um, nourishing for us. It is, it is coming together as believers that encourages us on a weekly basis mm. and helps us to grow in our faith as we're surrounded by like-minded believers. And we iron sharpens iron. Right. We, we encourage one another. We mm. help one another grow. And so church attendance is important. Prayer. Oh, you, you can't miss prayer. You can't miss prayer. Amen. The, the lifeblood of the relationship. And that's truly what it is. It's a relationship with Christ. And so prayer is that communication, uh, ongoing communication with the Lord mm. and hearing from him as well. So if prayer is, is us talking to the Lord, then the fifth day Bible study mm. is us hearing from the Lord. Right. And so he speaks to us through his word. Mm. And so prayer and Bible study. And then not only that, us, we, we having received the gift of Christ and coming to know him and beginning that relationship with him, the very, one of the, the next aspects is you'll want others to know him as mm. well. Yes. If, if I were suffering from a debilitating disease or a life-threatening disease and someone discovers a cure and I am provided that cure and have, my life is completely changed right. because of that cure. When I see others suffering from that same thing, I'm naturally going to want to share this. This is my circumstance. Yeah. This is the cure. This is what brought me out of the very circumstance that you find yourself. Mm. And so uh, soul winning and sharing the gospel with others is such a key component to that. Mm. And finally, serving the Lord and what that looks like. Yes. And so, um, again, uh, our pastor, Dr. Shane Robertson, he covers these seven vital areas in a um, it's not a. It's not a um, uh, an extensive read, but it's a, a very um, beneficial read, 
and a, right. a great resource mm. for new believers to start with. Right. And so having started with that the first week, yes. the one other piece that I would encourage, and you know where this is going, yep. Yep. as education pastor, <laughs> you, you probably called this, you know where I'm going to go with this. I would be remiss if I didn't encourage folks to actively um, to to become a part of a small group. Mm. But the resource that I want to share is your your weekly small group or Sunday school lesson. Right. That lesson book is such a tremendous resource mm-hmm. because for the first few years, you're presented with a daily opportunity to read that portion of scripture, to dig into the word um, with the guidance of that of that booklet um, right. of our, so we utilize the gospel project mm-hmm. um, as uh, one of the primary resources here at Maysville. And within that curriculum, it's divided into um, the days leading up to Sunday. It's all mm-hmm. in preparation for coming back together as a group and discussing. But for the individual, that book serves as a, as a daily devotion mm. that allows them to pour through the Scripture and to ask questions right. for the Holy Spirit to begin guiding them in the Word and revealing God through His Word to them. Mm-hmm. And then it, the other piece of this is while each new believer is doing this, other believers as a part of their small group are doing the same thing. Right. You come together as a group with a leader who has poured through and prepared a lesson to take it even a step deeper right. to what we've studied. And all of the different pieces of that come together to create um, a tremendous environment for growth, right. for us to grow in the mm. Word. So those would be my uh, it, it's be your, two recommendations, really, yeah. but that would be my recommendation for a new believer. You know, I can't recommend. I love, I love that you plugged small groups because you know yes as the education pastor but if you're not involved in a small group you're truly missing out on a portion of the community and fellowship that comes with being a member yes of Maysville Baptist or any church that's exactly right because and I've I've said this analogy before I don't know if I've ever shared it with you Uh, have you heard of the uh, the ant mentality I don't know or that the I have. ant analogy, excuse me. Do you mind sharing it with me? Because so, other, other listeners may not have heard that as well. Especially for us living in the South, we know the joys of fire ants. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, how amazing creatures they are. And for everybody listening, I hope you can just feel the sarcasm in that. I love <laughs> them so much. But one fire ant bite, it's not comfortable, but it's not that big of a deal. It's manageable, right? Right. Yeah. But you find yourself in a mound of them. Yes. It's a big deal. Yes. It's a whole lot easier to handle one fire ant Mm -hmm. than a bunch. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes for a Christian. It's a whole lot harder for one Christian on its own to have a big impact. But But when Christians come together like ants in a colony... Mm -hmm using that as a reference to a church, they can have a mighty impact. Amen. And you get the accountability, you get the security, you get the community that comes with that. So I think that's another big piece of the puzzle. And you know, Absolutely. I, that's a that's a analogy I heard a long time ago, but really stuck with me because it, it doesn't go by almost weekly. I end up getting bit by some kind of ant. So it makes sense, especially us living here in the South with the phenomenal fire ants. 
I think that's a great analogy. And the other, the other, as you're describing that, the other piece of that that I think about is um, when when we look at and see um, a to to continue your analogy, yeah. the fire, a fire ant colony. When we look and see a fire ant bed in the yard, we may see a small mound, you know, two or three inches uh, in diameter, or maybe six inches in diameter, or whatever, and a small mound in the yard. Right. But uh, studies have been done where the the colony goes deeper. Yes. And they continue to work and cooperate together to carry out the function mm-hmm. that they're set to do, and it it can be incredible the work and that they do to build beneath the surface. Right. And so I think to kind of continue that analogy, when yeah. we come together as a body of believers, whether it's at Maysville Baptist or it's at your local church, wherever you may be listening, if you are uh, listening from across the country, if you find a, um, a doctrinally sound local mm. Bible-believing church yes. uh, to be a part of that body of Christ and serve the Lord, when we come together— um, we're able to go deeper in the Word, mm. and the Lord continues that work. So true. And does just an amazing thing that we could not, not any of us could do um, in our own strength or on our own. The Lord, through the body that is surrendered to Him, He does that work. I right. think that's a tremendous analogy. I like it. That's a, it's a redneck of vacation analogy. <laughs> as I like it's to it's say. why I related to it so well, brother. We're, <laughs> we're uh, absolutely. Hey, you know, you got to do it sometimes. But, uh, and I also, I want to just take a second. If you're local to Maysville and you're listening to the podcast uh, and you don't have a home church, Absolutely. we would love for you to come join us in worship one Sunday and yes. truly see what we're about here at Maysville yes. and get plugged in with a community of people that are going to love you, care about you, care yes. about your spiritual growth. Yes. Uh, so if you're looking for a home church, we would love to have you. Amen. So, so we've got... John, yes. Psalms. We have Pastor's Shane's book, My First Week, uh, the Sunday School curriculum to coincide with that. And to close it all up, what is one piece of advice you would give a new Christian that you wish somebody would have told you? I think that uh, I think that's a great question, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think that for. Uh, a new believer who's first beginning a relationship in Christ, it can, it it can seem one of two ways. Right. Um, it can either be um, a very daunting, or um, when you first begin that new relationship with Christ. Right. First, you're you're very excited mm. uh, about what what has taken place and what Christ has done. Uh, for you and um, beginning that brand new relationship with him. Right. And that is, um, it's it's such a joy to now have um, that, both the assurance and the relationship with Christ. Um, but it's also, you kind of don't know where to go from here. So as a new believer, I right. think that this resource, this podcast is so needed because mm. so many new believers, that's the first question is, well, well, what, where do I study? What, what do I do from here? Where do right. I go from here? And so um, my encouragement would be uh, to understand and know that um, so much of the world wants to um, equate Christ and uh, the church and all of the different aspects of the Christian life to religion. Right. And it's not about religion. religion. 
It's about relationship. Mm. It is truly about the relationship that we have began with Christ, his relationship with us. You see, the relationship is this, that when we were yet sinners, mm. Christ died for us. Yes, He loved us unconditionally before I even knew who he was. Mm. And so that love continues throughout our life. He wants to continue to, um, not only does he want to continue that relationship with us, but Christ, the work, the finished work at Calvary, mm. the Holy Spirit indwelling within us, um, and our Heavenly Father who has given us his word and revealed himself to us in his word, uh, the Lord is doing a, a work there that he wants that relationship to continue to grow. Right. And so you describe being a father. Mm. Um, you're, uh, you're, uh, the stage at which when I watch you and your family, the stage at which you're at with your children, they're very young. Right. And I re- I recall when mine were very young and they've, yes. they've since grown, <laughs> grown much older. Yeah. I, I have teenagers now and they're much older. And so it's a different season, mm-hmm. but in every season I've watched them grow from the toddler who was crawling and mm-hmm. uh, really unsure of themselves to growing into the young men and young women that they're becoming. Right. And for a new believer, um, that relationship is a process. Yes. We're not going to um, understand or know everything when we first begin. So don't allow the enemy to beat you up when you don't fully understand everything or you continue to make some mistakes at the start. Mm. Don't don't allow him to defeat you by that. Right. But also don't allow him to let you become so comfortable and um, comfortable. I don't know really what the word is, not really complacent, but just so comfortable in the grace that we've been extended that we're not wanting to continue to grow in that relationship with Christ. Our our heart's desire. If you will. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a a very good way of describing it. We can, uh, you think that uh, the relationship with a believer with Christ can become stagnant if we we, um, neglect that that relationship or don't pursue that relationship? Of course, of course. So I think that uh, I guess the word of advice would be is, um, you know, again, it's it's not religion, it's relationship. Um, continue in the word of God, continue with a fellowship with believers, mm. continue in your prayer life and continue just seeking the Lord with every aspect of our life. And what God said he would do in, in return is the work that the Holy Spirit started in us yes. when we first trusted Christ. He says, I will perform that work to completion. Mm. He says, I want to continue working in you to conform you to the image of Christ. Right. So I, you and I may not be perfect, um, but with each passing day, as we trust the Lord and continue in that relationship with him and surrender and submit mm. to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, he is transforming us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Mm. And it's, so true. it's a journey. Yes. And... What a, what a great journey it is. Yes. And kind of just to piggyback off that, I love that statement. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. Yes, sir. And one thing that is, it reigns true, I feel, is consistency. Amen. Because, and, you know, me, I'm a, the, I always got to throw an analogy in about something. But uh, Christ did that too. He he used the illustrations and the parables because that's what we relate to, right? I, so I think that's awesome. I, I the relationship with our Lord, yes, sir. I think, is very relatable to a friend at the same time. And I'm sure 
Brandon, you can attest. You've probably had friends kind of come and go in your life. But there's those friends that are still your friend. That's right. But you don't talk to that much anymore. Yes. It may be every month, every two months. You may see them or talk to them once every year or so. Yes. But you're never going to be as close to that friend in your relationship as if you were talking every day, spending right. time together every day. Yes. So kind of to piggyback off of your advice, I would have to say one of my biggest pieces of advice for a new Christian is consistency. Amen. Consistency in your personal time and devotion and consistency in staying involved with a fellowship of believers. Amen. I think consistency is one of the determining factors of growth when it comes to a Christian walk. Amen. So, now, in saying that, do people mess up? And are you going to miss a day every now and then in reading the Word? Possibly. But that's okay. Because just like with a friend, you can pick that phone back. That's a great point. And to that point, and talking about it being relationship and not religion, that consistency is so important in that relationship. But the incredible thing that I love about my Heavenly Father is when inevitably there is a season in which I'm struggling or that consistency has not been there, when I come back before Him, it's it's uh, grace. He extends grace. He welcomes me back with open arms. Mm. He wants that that closeness and yes. that fellowship and that relationship. Mm. It's just like with our with our children. Um, there are seasons where they're not as talkative, or maybe they're uh, they get busy or they do certain things, and um, they're not really all about family time at the yeah. moment, and they're not they're not actively engaging uh, parents and whatever the case may be, but the the time comes where we sit back down together mm. and that fellowship's not broken. We're able to um, draw back together and to uh, the, to continue right. with that relationship. And so I think that consistency is so important, but I'm grateful that where I fall short in that consistency, man, his grace mm. is, is so, um, just he extends grace. Fully sufficient. Uh, amen. Fully sufficient. Amen. Well, Brandon, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and I look forward to continuing on in ministry with you. And I hope and pray for everyone listening that these recommendations will help you grow in your personal walk with the Lord. And I hope that everyone listening has a great rest of your day. And again, if you're looking for a church home, come see us at Maysville. We'd love to have you. Amen. Thank you all again for tuning in this week. We hope and pray that these recommendations help you grow in your walk with the Lord. For any more information, please visit our website, maysvillebaptist.net, or reach out to me personally at carsonhall.mbc at gmail.com. Thank you, and I hope you have a blessed day.